56. Hoy vamos a estar en las Escrituras, en el Evangelio de Lucas, capítulo 1, versículos 46 al 56. And um, today we're going to be reflecting on some of the songs of joy. And we're going to be reading from what is actually one of the earliest Christmas songs ever. And it's actually from the Mary, the mother of Jesus, um, and even before Jesus was born. And this is often called Mary's song or the Magnificent. So let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Luke chapter 1, verses uh, 46 to 56. You can follow along in your Bibles or you can hear God's word read aloud. And it should be up in the projector screen as well. And for those joining us online, it should be uh, on the slides as well. Luke 1, 46 to 56. I'll be reading for us in English, but you can go ahead and follow along in Spanish or any other language of your choice as well. Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 56. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors. Then Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this Christmas season. It's a season unlike any other, Lord, where we get to reflect, meditate, and open our hearts for your coming. Lord, you came into this world in order to save us, in order to bring us back to yourself. And Lord, you came in such an unexpected, simple way through your humble presence, even in the form of a baby. You began the eternal work of salvation for all people in all times, in all places, Lord. Today, God, would you amaze us by this truth, by this story where you do extraordinary miracles through ordinary people, where you work behind the scenes and from the margins, Lord God, to do something greater than anything we could have thought of or imagined. Open our hearts and open our minds today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So through this season of Advent, we've taken an opportunity to prepare for the coming of our Lord. Last week, we talked about how we can practice the gift of Emmanuel, 
of receiving the presence of God and being present to others as well. That's how we can give the gift of Emmanuel. And today we're going to be talking about singing a song from joy, a song from victory, as Mary sang in the passage that we read this morning. Throughout this entire season of Advent, of preparation, of December, we've actually been seeing how God is at work behind the scenes, or what we call God at work through the margins, Christmas from the margins. God is with us. God shows up. He comes down to the messiness that is the human experience. So whenever we turn on the news or whenever we get updates from family that seem overwhelming or challenging to us, I want us to know that is the space that God enters into. God knows us just as we are. He sees us right where we are and he steps in. He's not intimidated. He doesn't run away. He actually runs toward us in that messiness. And that's what we acknowledge, that's what we celebrate during the Christmas season. In Scripture, we see the story of how God entered the world through this story. Christmas is how we witness to God being with us. Jesus Christ, the creator of heaven and earth, the one in whose image we are created, he entered into our story because he loved us that much the one who made us for himself through this event that we've been talking about, right? These past few weeks, the incarnation where God becomes human in Jesus Christ. God shows up and he takes initiative to save us and restore our connection with him. So in this season together, we have an opportunity to ask ourselves, which song will we sing? Will we sing a song of loss or a song of hope? A song of defeat or a song of victory? In this passage that we read this morning, we saw that Mary chooses to sing a song of praise. In a, in a moment or circumstance that she didn't understand, she didn't know how this was going to play out, but she chose to sing a song of praise. And to enter into a song is actually to enter into a story. Every single song has a story behind it. And in this, in this song, what do we see? That after hearing the good news about the angel Gabriel, Mary began to sing. How about for you? What would cause you to just overwhelmingly celebrate, to begin to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do, to do things like sing or dance? Sometimes that happens when we hear good news, good news that we don't even know what to do, it, do with. Mary did this when she heard this announcement that God had chosen her, ordinary her, for something extraordinary, something that would change all of human history and the course of creation. Entering into Mary's story or Mary's song, um, it has a little bit of, of a background to it, um, just like any song. Every song has a story, and so does this one. So what exactly is the story behind this song? 
Some of you who know me well know that I'm a music nerd, and when I'm into something, I just really go all into it. Um, I have a passionate love for music. Every day, I thank God for my ears because I don't know what I would do without them, literally. And I love listening to music of all genres, but I also really enjoy stories about musicians and songs because I get a kick out of knowing that, that behind every song, there is a story. I like knowing how bands came up with their names or what was the inspiration for an album or how a, a, a song got started. So I got to do a little bit of reading and research on this song as well, this song of Mary, the oldest Christmas song. So uh, there's this writer by the name of Tom Wright. He's one of my favorite New Testament writers. And he actually uh, did a lot of research on where this song came from. And he says this. He says, Mary's song are often called the Magnificent because that is the word in Latin. It's one of the most famous Christmas songs ever in the history of Christianity. It's a song that's been whispered in monasteries. It's been chanted in cathedrals. It's been set with music by trumpets and kettle drums by uh, artists like Bach and also sang in small gatherings. So why did Mary launch into a song like this? Mary and Elizabeth, they would have been drenched in the scriptures. They would have been familiar with the Psalms and with the prophetic writings which promised victory over evil, which promised the coming of God to rescue us at last. And all of that is poured into this beautiful song like a rich, foaming, overflowing drink that comes bubbling over the edge of the jug and spills out all around. Mary is singing from a place of overflow because she cannot contain herself with this good news. So what does she do? Mary sings. She breaks out into a song of joy. Almost every word here is a direct biblical quotation such as Mary would have known from childhood. Much of it echoes actually an older song from the Old Testament which is called the Song of Hannah, which is in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2. This author, Tom Wright, he continues to go on describing this song, and he says this. He says, Mary and Elizabeth, they shared a dream. And by the way, I just love that, right? How both the, the Christmas story begins with two women praying and singing. And the Easter story actually begin, begins with two women proclaiming and witnessing. So God's all about girl power, amen? And we just love that. So it was this ancient dream of Israel that Elizabeth and Mary were singing about. The dream that one day, everything that the Old Testament had promised, everything that the prophets had promised, that that would actually come true, that God would fulfill what he said would come true, that one day Israel's God would do what he said that he would do, that all nations would be blessed through Abraham's family. So why is Mary celebrating she is celebrating because she is overjoyed and overwhelmed. She knows that she has been chosen by God to give birth, to bring into the world the great descendant of Abraham, the one by whom all nations, all people would be blessed 
Mary understands that she is blessed to be a blessing. That it doesn't just end with her. She will give birth to the great son, the great offspring, the great ancestor of Abraham in order to save the world. That's part of the identity and purpose that Mary held on to. She knew that she was blessed to be a blessing. This was her identity, part of her purpose. But that didn't just come from her. This was deeply embedded in the story that she was a part of. This was deeply embedded in the Old Testament um, idea, in an in a old-school Jewish idea that, that reminded us that calling begins with God. That God chooses his people for the world, not instead of the world. And that applies to us even today. Remember, friends, brothers, sisters, as the church, as the family of God, just like it was to Mary and Joseph then for us today, God chooses us for the world, not instead of it. God blesses us to be a blessing to others. So that, as it says in Mary's song, all peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. Mary knows that she is singing a song from victory. Not for victory, but from victory. And she trusted in the Lord even before the birth had happened. She knew that the victory had been won. And friends, brothers, sisters, life is a journey. And throughout this life, we must ask ourselves, which song are we singing? Which songs are we singing? Is it an anxious grumble for victory one day by my own power? Or is our song a joyful song from victory because of what God has done? What song are you singing this Christmas? What story are you singing today? Because remember, behind every song, there is a story. Just as Mary and Joseph were part of a story, we too are part of this story because of Jesus. We respond in praise because we remember that we are no longer grumbling for victory through our own will, through our own power, but we are singing a joyful song from victory because of Jesus. Because He has come. Jesus has won. And no matter what we go through, He is victorious. And when we abide in Him, that means we are victorious too. So friends, brothers, sisters, this song, this season, this Christmas, may we tune our hearts, tune our souls, and tune our minds to a new song. Not for victory, but because of Jesus, a new song from victory. Amen. We're going to continue with our time of singing songs from victory and hearing them from different traditions and different um, backgrounds. I love that here at Imago. At Imago means that we're created in the image of God and that our purpose is in the image of Christ. 
And one thing that we celebrate here at Imago Church is that each one of us has a God-given culture. We have our God-given culture, and that means freedom in Christ invites us to embrace our own God-given culture and at the same time celebrate the cultural uniqueness of my sister or brother in Christ. And we have an opportunity for a special treat today to hear a song from Victory, and then we're going to hear the Christmas story together. I'm going to share it with us. But I'm going to invite some of our uh, sisters and brothers from Kenya, from East Africa, uh, Kenya, Uganda, and Danny's going to join them too. Danny's, Danny's Kenyan too. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> and we're going to hear a special Christmas song in Swahili. Who's ready for that? Amen. So let's go ahead and invite our, our sisters and brothers up. And we will be hearing a special Christmas song in Swahili. And then together, we're going to hear the Christmas story together with fresh ears and fresh eyes. So let's go ahead and rejoice together.
Amen. We rejoice and we thank God because the God that we worship is the God of all nations. And I just wanted us to get to all have a taste about that. Just that this birth story, this story of Christmas, the greatest story ever told, is a story that is sung about all over the world and all throughout history. And that was just one taste of the examples we have here at Imago, but we have uh, different languages, different tribes, tongues, all proclaiming and rejoicing in this Christmas story together. And so just as we conclude our time together and then we have an opportunity to sing out some songs of joy, I just wanted to have an opportunity to share the Christmas story together as a church family. And I want you to just hear it with new ears, to see it with fresh eyes, as if this is the first time that you're hearing it, and see what God has to say to you this morning. So let's go ahead and open our hearts and open our minds to hearing this Christmas story, and especially children or anyone younger, I want you to be able to hear closely to what God has to say in this story. Because it's Christmas time once again, and we come together to rejoice, to sing, and to remember what Christmas is all about, and specifically who Christmas is all about. Christmas is all about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the gift of God with us. So come one and come all, and let's gather as a family to hear the story of Christmas, to listen once again to this story of the birth of Jesus Christ. And we'll have the scriptures up for you, but you can follow along in your Bibles, or you can even close your eyes and meditate on the words as well. But let's hear where the story begins in the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 1, verses 26 to 33. So let's hear the birth of Jesus foretold. And we're going to go through every section of the birth of Christ, beginning in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. You can follow along in your Bibles or the scriptures will be um, in the projector screen as well. Luke 1, 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign forever. Jacob's descendants, he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. So that was the announcement 
A little over 2,000 years ago, this young woman from the town of Nazareth, a woman named Mary, was visited by the angel named Gabriel. Gabriel told this young woman that she would have a son named Jesus and that he would be the Son of God. Now I wonder what Mary would have thought, what was going through her mind with this magnificent announcement from an angel. How did Mary feel when hearing this announcement and what exactly did Mary know? Part of the theme today is knowing that behind every song there's a story. And even last week we got to sing that song, Mary, Did You Know? And friends, this is the song, the story behind that song. Mary, Did You Know? was a song written in 1984 and it's still sung today and this is the background for it. Then the story continues with another important character, a man by the name of Joseph, the man that Mary was engaged to. And this man, he would be her husband soon. This man, Joseph, also had an encounter with the angel Gabriel in a very special way. Joseph had a dream, and we actually learn about this dream in the Gospel of Matthew, in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. So we can get that up and we'll read that story as well. Matthew 1, 18 to 25, which says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. At this time, Mary was engaged to her soon-to-be husband, Joseph. And when told, Joseph, he, he was hurt. He was disappointed by, because he didn't know what was going on. He was confused because he didn't believe Mary at first. But then the angel Gabriel visited Joseph and told him that Mary would be pregnant from the Lord and that soon she would have a son named Jesus who would save people from their sins. And then after those announcements is the actual birth story in Luke chapter 1, chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. And it says the following. It says, in those days... Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. 
and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem in the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Mary and Joseph had to travel to Bethlehem because of this order from the Roman emperor to take a census, to take a count of all of the people or a record had to be taken and they had to go back to their hometown for that. Then after traveling pregnant on a donkey for several days, Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem and were told that there was no place to stay. The inns were full. Seeing that Mary was due at any moment, an owner of an inn told Joseph that they could stay in his stable. Mary and Joseph settled down in the hay in a stable with animals sleeping. Then Mary went into labor and Jesus was born there in that stable. It was the only place for the sleeping baby to rest was there in a humble manger. But what started so simply would ultimately lead to joy, to everlasting joy for all of humankind. Because friends, brothers, sisters, the birth of Jesus is also the birth of our everlasting joy. A joy that cannot be stopped or quenched by any challenge, circumstance, or situation. Again, behind every song, there is a story. And it's from this passage, from this story that the famous song that we've sung together and we'll sing together, Joy to the World, came to be. Joy to the World is actually a 300-year-old song. It was written back in 1719, and we still sing it today. Not only did the people in this story sing, they sang for joy, but even the heavens sang. The angels sang with joy at the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. In fact, we read about this in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And again, we're just hearing this story. I know we've heard it many times, but every Christmas I like to tell it so that we can pick up something new from it. In Luke chapter, eight, verses, uh, chapter 2, verses 8 to 20, it says this, and there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today, in the town of Bethlehem, in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. 
He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Then suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom God's favor rests. When the angels had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who had heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So during this time, an angel appeared to the shepherds who were watching their flocks in the fields near Bethlehem. And the angel told them the good news of the birth of the Savior, of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, God's gift to us. These shepherds then immediately went to find the baby, the newborn baby Jesus, which the angels had told them that he would be sleeping in a manger. Then the angels broke into song, The heavens sang when Jesus was born, and they sang, Glory to God in the highest, and on the earth peace to those in whom his favor rests. Again, many of us have heard some of these traditional songs, but remember, behind every song there is a story. We've heard the song, Angels We Have Heard on High. Gloria in excelsis Deo. This is the story behind that song. And then finally, after Jesus had been born, there was the visit from the wise men, also called the the Magi. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 2, it says this in Matthew 2, beginning at verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Today, this week, friends, brothers, sisters, we celebrate the birth of our Lord, the birth of Jesus Christ, and the coming of our Savior at this Christmas time. And together we, just as the wise men did them, we have come here for the purpose of worshiping the newborn King. That's why we're here. That's why we gather. That's why we sing. That's why we celebrate. Because the King has come to earth. And after some time, these wise men, also known as Magi, they saw this brilliant star in the sky that rested over where Jesus was born. Then the three wise men, they traveled from a far eastern country to find this newborn king. 
And just as the wise men followed the star that led to Jesus, they said that when we saw the, the words that they said when they followed that star, they said, we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Behind every song, there's a story. We know that song, oh, come, let us adore him. Let us worship him. This is the story behind that song. So today, this morning, and this week, just as the wise men did them, may we together, may we come and let us worship our Savior, Jesus. Oh, come, let us adore him. Because he alone is worthy. Let's go ahead and take some time to pray. And then we'll close our morning out with songs of joy and songs from victory. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you, Lord, are at work in ways that we could see and in ways that are unseen, Lord. Lord, we bless you because in this Christmas season, Lord, you came for purpose. You came to save, Lord. You came to restore and reconnect us with you. And God, I just want to pray this morning for any of us, Lord, that may feel distant or disconnected, Lord, from you, that we would be able to take that step of faith, Lord, today and reconnect, Lord God. May we be able, Lord, to just be able to, to take that step of faith to prepare, Lord, for the coming of our Lord, to practice presence, to practice the gift of Emmanuel, God with us, to receive the gift and to give the gift of presence, Lord. Lord God, today, We've had an opportunity to hear the story behind many of these songs that we sing. And now, Lord, would you give us the faith, give us the grace, give us the strength, the courage to not just sing these songs, but live these songs. To not just know about this story, but to live out this story of Christmas this story that proclaims that God has entered into the mess, that God has done something new, something unexpected. And Lord, our confidence comes from you and what you have done, not just in how we feel or in what's going on around us, Lord. All of those things are very real, just as the context in which you were born were real but they do not have the last word on our story, God. Help us, Lord, today to turn our posture, turn our attitude, not panting, not just crying out, Lord, and not just suffering for victory one day, Lord, but may we find our rest in you, God. And may we pray and shout out a song from victory because of Christmas, Lord. 
because you have made a way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Emmanuel. God with us here and now. Lord, we're here for one reason, to worship you. Oh, come, let us adore you. And God, receive these last songs of praise as a sweet aroma, God. And may it be an invitation to us into a new reality, a new beginning, and a new season. Where we see you at work in all areas of our lives, God. May we receive the gift of your presence, power, and promises this Christmas. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Friends, it's been such a joy to be able to worship together this morning. And our worship is going to continue now in our time of fellowship. And uh, we're going to have an opportunity to just uh, rejoice, to practice that gift of presence with God and with one another through our time of fellowship. We have some hot chocolate, we have some pan dulce, we have some, uh, some, some Christmas cookies and Christmas chocolates to be able to share. But I just want you to simply receive from the bottom of our hearts, from our family to yours, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And He is our Lord. He is the reason for the season. And together, may we be able to sing these songs of joy and Christmas and to be able to live them out as well. That He shall reign forevermore in all seasons, in all times as well. So let's just go ahead and take a moment and we'll pray and we'll close out this Christmas service and then we'll continue directly in our time of fellowship. God, we thank you because you are good and you reign, Lord God, forever and ever. God, we rejoice and we sing joy to the world, Lord. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. And God, our hearts are opened, our arms are open to receive you, Lord, in this Christmas season. And God, I just pray that we would be able, Lord, to just to do that, God, to joyfully receive the gift of Emmanuel and give the gift of God's presence as well. Lord, we love you, and I just pray for all hearts, all families, all individuals here at Imago, Lord, that we would be able to keep you front and center during this Christmas week, and that we would be able, Lord, to rejoice, rejoice, God, that you, Lord, have made a way. Continue to prepare our hearts, continue to help us to practice presence, and to sing songs of joy songs from victory because of who you are and what you have done. And now I'll close us out in this blessing and benediction from the book of Ephesians. Now to God who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we can ask for or even imagine according to his power that is at work in us and through us. To him be the glory, to God be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, family. God bless you. Let's continue to have time in fellowship here immediately after service. Connect with someone you didn't come with. And let's continue to rejoice in the spirit of Christmas. And we'll see you here for worship next week. Go in God's, plea, in God's peace. God bless you.